Telling on Ourselves is not affiliated with nor do we represent the opinions or views of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're simply sharing our experience, strength, and hope to help you get through another day. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey. I'm Vicki. I'm Bree. And I am Lynn. And, and we, we are, are telling, on telling on ourselves. Yeah, we are. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Yay. That was great. That was As Vicky always says, giddy up. Yeah, I do say that. We are here. And today I have first thought wrong, people. You do. But before before she starts first thought wrong, we will tell you about our topic so that you have something to nibble on. Nibble on while she's talking. We are doing the principles of the program that we follow in recovery. And there's a whole slew of them, and we decided to pick two that spoke to us. Brie kind of closed her eyes and pointed at the sheet, basically. Um, and it's perseverance and vigilance. And yeah, those baby. Are nice, meaty topics. But before that, Vicki's going to tell us about how she thought something wrong the first time. Yeah. Um, first thought wrong today. It, it actually happened today. Like right five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. And we're sitting here and we're talking and we're doing these new little videos so that people can get extra. And um, (laughs) the, 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 (laughs) I am so glad for editing. Um, Okay. So my first thought wrong. (laughs) The, 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 that's all, folks. It's so funny. Sometimes I try to find words. And they just don't come. And it's very clearly a blanket. And I'm trying to say blanket, but I can't (laughs) say it. So anyhow, um, my first thought wrong today was um, about my looks. Um, And we were doing a little video. And I said, no, 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 I need to see myself first. And it's funny because I've been doing these Mindful Minute videos for quite some time. I think since June-ish. Yeah, a long time. And um, I've gone on there full no makeup. I mean, that is big for me because I am very, uh, that was my one thing when I was, uh, before I got sober, that I thought I could always count on was my looks. And then you become into your 40s and things start to change. But I really don't think I look bad. Like, I'm not worried about that. But today I was. Today I went back to that uh, wheel, wagon wheel rut of, oh my God, I have to look good. And it really doesn't matter, and it's all fine and dandy, and I don't have to focus on um, superficial things to make me feel good about myself. And um, so my first thought wrong was was just plain vanity. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. It happens to all of us at some point or the other. Um, I had... um, when I was going through a really difficult period of time, I gained a lot of weight, a lot, a lot. Like now when I look at those pictures, I don't recognize myself. And it's so painful to look at them. And even now, you know, the, the pictures put 10 more pounds on you. I have a really hard time. And with the video, I have to like really displace that thought and, and kick it out of my brain and say, you're not welcome here. Because I, don't, I, don't, I still don't like looking at myself in pictures or videos or anything. Yeah, it's it's been um it's been a journey for me that I've walked through pretty interestingly and it just popped back up. Well, and I don't go out of the house without mascara on. And not to like get into first, you know, have my own first thought wrongs, but that's basically every day I put mascara on. And 
yesterday I left the house for my um, for grocery shopping and to do all my little errands, and I didn't have any mascara on, and I almost had a panic attack as I was walking in <laughs> Whole Foods realizing that I did not have mascara on. I went right back to the car and put it on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is it because they're so blonde? Oh, I look like a... F- well, there's my... <laughs> I see you can't say it. It's hard <laughs> to not have the ham- use the hammer on yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my eyelashes are white. Mm-hmm. My eyebrows are white i tint them i actually go and pay someone to like make them brown now because it was like that's how much it bothers me but so i mean i get it pro tip though my daughter doesn't have eyebrows and it drives her nuts and um i don't know where she came from because me and her dad are very dark skin dark eyebrow dark hair dark eyes and she has this beautiful pale complexion but Mm -hmm. she uses um beard and mustache dye on her eyebrows and it really comes out pretty good i'm i've, I've already been looking into that i remember you mentioning that just so i can men. do my own tinting instead yeah. of paying for I'm it i'm very sparse in the eyebrow department yeah but since i don't wear makeup it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah exactly right so the, the 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 idea is we are beautiful whether we look whether we have our crutches or not mm-hmm. and it really doesn't matter and we just have to keep reminding ourselves that we are a spirit living in a body so yes. right this is our this is our um Oh, a ship that gets us through life is our body, our vessel, mm-hmm. you know? I, I love thinking about it that way, yeah. you know? This is just my vessel. My soul's nestled in my vessel. <laughs> <laughs> and here I go out into the world. I like, I that. like that. My soul's nestled in my yep. vessel. Good one. That is a good one. Hey, while we're writing down this very important golden nugget, Brie, can you talk about the what the principles are that we, uh, at the beginning I said it's things that we follow and the pro- our program of recovery. Can you kind of explain a little bit? Absolutely. So um, with our program of recovery, we work a 12-step program, and um, each step is a, you know, a decision, an internal decision or an external action that we take to help us um, get and stay sober. Obviously, getting sober, you think that would be the hard part, but staying sober is, you know, difficult too. But, um, and so each of these steps actually has like an underlying principle, like a value that it carries with it. So if you were to take this, this step and, you know, summarize it into one word or one principle, that's what it is. Um, and then the, the 12th step of our recovery program is to actually practice all of these principles in our daily life and try to keep them at the forefront of our mind and in the forefront of our recovery. Um, so yeah, we're not, um, going in any specific order. We did, as Lynn said, kind of roulette Mm -hmm. the principles today didn't just kind of close my eyes and picked one. And we landed on perseverance and vigilance, which aligns with step 10. Um, which is step 10 in a nutshell is basically how we live day to day, making sure that when things crop up, whether they're, you know, character defects or, you know, any situations that happen with other people that we like don't vanity, feel, vanity, vanity. Anything, or situations with people that we don't feel good about, that we clean that up right away, that we mm-hmm. don't let that we don't sit in that. We don't let that fester. Um, and we and what's the step? Continue to take personal inventory, inventory. and when, when we, we were, were wrong, wrong promptly, promptly admitted, admitted it. it. Right, right. So it's it's kind of like our version of the Ten Commandments <coughs> or Golden Rules. Um, that's how I oh, think of the principles. Great analogy for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think of them that way. I because that just brings up kind of all this weird childhood stuff. Yeah, but I think of them as just the way I need to live 
to be right-sized in my life and staying in the sobriety realm-ish. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think about it almost like a, a pirate's code, but not really. I don't know. It's, it's um, yeah, it's like our, you know, yeah. it's our principles that bind us together as a community and mm-hmm. as a community of recovering people trying to get through this together. And um, before I didn't have, like when I was drinking and out there, I didn't really have a ton of principles that I actually consciously thought about on a day-to-day or a regular basis. I was pretty much out for myself um, and trying to just protect my own ego and my own feelings all the time. Um, so it, it, having this like new set of principles explained to me and, and to live by, it's, it's awesome. It, it really makes you feel like you're growing every day. When you were saying that, I, I was thinking about perseverance and vigilance, and I did have those two skills in drinking when I was out there. But I was very perseverant in making sure that where I went had alcohol. I never went to a restaurant that didn't have alcohol. Um, I was very vigilant in making sure that I had everything stocked up. You know, I had some serious perseverance and vigilance. But now I get to turn that into something that's positive. But I was real good at that. Wow, that's actually a really great point. I had this principle. I didn't even know it. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about how you persevere when you're hungover and you feel like crap. You just keep drinking anyway because eventually you're going to feel better. Yeah, that was my perseverance. Well, speaking of which, I do have definitions. Definition corner. Yeah, uh, my definition corner today, folks, is perseverance and vigilance. So for perseverance, I have a continued effort to do or achieve something difficult, um, to to achieve something uh, through difficulties, failure, or opposition. Okay, a a continued effort to do or achieve something. Regardless of difficulties, failure, or opposition. And then vigilance is an action or state of staying alert, especially to possible danger or difficulties. There's that difficulties again. Oh, I like both of those. Mm -hmm. Well, I think about perseverance just in the last year of my sobriety, you know, having a having a setback. Despite difficulties coming back and continuing to work on it and grow and. That's for me, and the lack of vigilance was my downfall. So now it's like, okay, now how do I persevere through right. through the setback? So, um, how do you have vigilance? Like, how has that changed for you? Well, my vi- my vigilance now is setting boundaries and just saying, like, hey, if I'm not feeling comfortable going somewhere where there's alcohol or people smoking or whatever it is, you know, not going or mm-hmm. leaving. Um, whereas before it was said to me, it was said at a meeting once, you know, be, be smart, not strong. You know, we always try to be strong. Um, but I don't have to, I don't have to be strong and pretend like my sobriety is so perfect and great. And I'm, you know, spiritually fit enough to go X, you know, here, there, and, and the other, um, the other place. I don't have to put myself in situations that are fucking miserable for myself. You organs. Know? All I got to say is organs. Or, yeah. And it, even if you are spiritually fit, if you just don't want to watch other people drink, like, don't go. You know, don't, if, if it's not going to be fun for you, if there's no other reason that you feel motivated to go, um, besides, you know, you're just maybe expected to, people expect you to show up there that you you were invited and you don't want to not go because, you know, you don't want to seem like you're boring or whatever. I think that's one one way my vigilance has changed is I don't 
I don't go, you know, I just say no now, um, at least at this point in my recovery. And then my other vigilance is going to more meetings and being more accountable and just being more like truthful right. and honest with myself and with other people about how I'm really feeling with my sobriety. Yeah, that's that's those are really good points for you. While you were talking, I was thinking about what you said about be smart, not strong. There's a saying in all kitchens I've ever worked in. It's work smarter, not harder. Um, and that's, you know, using whatever tools that you have uh, available to you to make the job more efficient and easier. And it's it's exactly the same in this this program that I work with recovery. Um, being smart, just because it's not always the hardest way doesn't mean that that's not the best way. And um, I've come from a, a education of a lot of hard knocks. So I figure if it hasn't been really hard, then I'm obviously not doing it right or I'm not getting as much out of it. And with vigilance, um, when I'm lessons that I'm constantly reminded of and hopefully will always pay attention to is that just because you have a longer time in recovery doesn't mean that you can be less vigilant. If anything, you need to be more vigilant because, you know, patience is one of those really evil things um, that can uh, crop up. You know, I always say that the alcoholism I have is cunning, baffling, powerful, and patient. So if I um, kind of let down my guard, that patience will pop up that little shoulder and say, you know what? you'd probably be okay if you had one. I don't see what the problem would be, you know, and that's why I have to really be vigilant of um, paying attention to those little signs. And those little signs come when I'm not going to meetings as often because I feel like I don't have to, or I'm not doing the work, I'm not doing my daily reflections and thinking about my daily inventory, taking all of that stuff and thinking I've got enough time now or I'm feeling like I'm in a good place so it's not as important is bullshit, and that's my brain trying to hijack me. Absolutely. So this all is very interesting because for me, um, that trying too hard, right? I remember in early recovery, they said, Vicki, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. You are trying too hard. I was trying to do it right or perfect or whatever. But for me, I've learned to let go of that and to go with the stream and go with the flow. And part of that is those daily things that I know that I have to be vigilant on for myself, accountable to myself. And when my sponsor, it's funny because we'll, we'll have a talk and it's like a check, check. How many meetings have you been going to? How have you been doing with your sponsees? You know, she has like a, a check checklist. And when I talk to her, I can tell where if I've been vigilant in my program, right? And I've been... So, so recently I've had this slide into kind of not quite depression, but a little bit of um, just ugh, yuck, feeling yuck, right? And um, I have been getting away from doing my daily practices. And I've been doing them in very uh, snippets, not in the how I used to usually do them. And I've made this week, I finally made a turn. And, it, and it's amazing how when you get back to your basics and you do what, what you dedicate the time to do it, because what happened was there was so much on my plate that I put that to the side and I stopped doing it as much, right? So my prayers were happening, but they weren't happening in the way that I normally did them. So this week, I've I've really changed it back up, and it's been amazing how much better I feel. 
period. That just made me think about, you know, when you exercise regularly, your body gets used to those exercises and you don't have the same results and you have to change it up every now and then. Mm -hmm. That was like a huge neon sign for me just now. Thank you, Vicki. That yeah. was awesome. I yeah. brought my whole, so I have this tray in my bedroom where I put like all my stuff on and I cleaned my bedroom because it was just, my bedroom was drunk. I have this thing like, <laughs> I know I'm an alcoholic because my purse gets drunk, my bags get drunk, my bedroom gets drunk, like there's shit everywhere. So I cleaned up the, the drunkness and I made it a little more livable. And I brought the tray downstairs because I was going to, I think we were having people over and I was going to use it. And I ended up not using it, but it was sitting there on the bench in my front door walkway. And I decided, okay, so do you remember when I had the psychic, when I did the psychic thing and I had all the tea lights and I would do all those exercises every night? So what I did with it was I, I put my um, chakra, because um, Chelsea gave me this chakra thing, tree, tree of life. I'll, I'll put a picture of it so we can see it. It's really beautiful. Thank you for that. But so I did it. I have these chakra candles and I lit them all and I didn't, you know, I didn't have enough. So I had to use like auxiliary uh, candles, but I set them up kind of similar to how I set them up that time when I had the psychic. And then I had my, my little uh, incense thing going and and I have my bell, and I rang my bell, and I sat there, and I and I did 15 minutes. I said, okay, I'm just going to do 15 minutes. And, I'm do it, and I did it upstairs in front of my windows because I love my windows. I didn't do it in my meditation spot. I'm like, I need to change it because I'm not, it's not working. And so I did it in the morning, and I took a video, and I sent it to some of my friends because I need to be accountable, and I need to do that stuff. And I can't tell you how much better I feel just by doing that for maybe three or four days. I have goosebumps. It's just... That basic daily stuff, why we call our sponsor every single day in the beginning of the program, because when life sucks and we notice we're not, then we can get back to it and be and have that muscle be stronger and, and have that muscle memory mm -hmm. and, and get back to this um, better, better, uh, not being irritable, restless and discontented, because I have been irritable, restless and discontented and scared, but I don't feel scared today. So that's a gift. And a victory. Mm -hmm. Good job. And a victory. Well, and you persevered through it even though mm -hmm. you couldn't do it the way that you want to do it because I get stuck in that perfectionism. Like, but this is the way I always do it. So if I can't do it this way, then I'm just not going to do it at all. But mm -hmm. it's like, no, if you got to switch it up a little bit, like have the flexibility to do it a different way. Read a different book. Meditate in a different spot. You couldn't meditate at home. Meditate in your car before you go to work or whatever it is. You know, I think that's a big part of perseverance too is when you backslide a little bit or you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing being okay with moving forward when you feel it right when just being able to get back to it no matter how long it takes sure because we all suffer from the one step forward two steps back um, a lot and in perseverance it says continued effort to keep doing it despite um, difficulties or setbacks and I do, I do that personally. Um, why I persevere is because now I have faith and I believe that it does work because I've seen the proof. I saw the proof in me at the beginning and I still believe that there is proof. So when I am sliding back, and I know I use this analogy a lot, but for me it's the makes the most sense. When you're really depressed, you don't realize how bad it is till you start to feel better. It's the same with the program. You don't realize how much you're kind of slipping on your base basics you know, getting back to the basics until you're already like in a hot mess and you're irritable, angry, discontent, all that stuff. And then if you just take a step 
back and you go back to your basics and start doing what got you sober in the first place, you start feeling better and you're like, oh, shit, that's all I needed to do. And it's really interesting. Well, and I think going along with what you said, Lynn, people, you, you think just because you're sober, your life's going to get better, but then life is still happening. Mm-hmm. And so when, when all of the crappy things are happening, how you persevere through those things. And I think that sometimes can get a lot of people down and knock off your game, so to speak. Right. And, um, cause sobriety is not all roses and rainbows, no, you know, and life so, isn't. well, it isn't. And then, so say, you know, something happens in life that you weren't expecting and you don't handle it the way you wanted to handle it. All your character defects came out. You weren't handling it like a champ. You were hand, you, you were just a mess. And, you're kind of messing your way through it. Like a lot of times people just want to give up and be like, this sobriety thing isn't working out. And they want to mm-hmm. go back to drinking because that would be an easier alternative than persevering right. through this shit to try to get, you know, what these aren't the promises. Like I'm not supposed to feel this way. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like it's easy to want to give up on yourself when your character defects come back oh, in sure. sobriety and when life gets really, really hard. Well, and something I want to remind people that are new in sobriety is you're going to go to meetings and you're going to hear people that have some time have hard times, go through um, go through stages where they're not doing great. And you're going to have that thought that Bree just talked about. Why am I getting sober for this? This is not fun. Guess what? Here's, here's, here's the kicker to that. We are going through hard times and we are talking about it at meetings. And therefore, we're getting through it with the we of the program. And that's how it gets better. And if we have, this is why if you get a sponsor, if you're in the program, if you get a sponsor that has a sponsor that's doing a check checklist with you so that I don't go too far down the hole of, oh, man, I'm not being perseverant and vigilant in my program. There, It's all about going to meetings when you feel bad and making yourself realize that, oh, yeah, I do have this thing in my brain that keeps giving me these 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 um telling me these stories and I don't think it's it's just to alcoholics I think we all do this I think every human being does this we get to this place where we can only focus on the negative and somehow instead of just going positive and pretending like everything is rainbows and butterflies and and sparkly juju um maybe just get to a little better place instead of being depressed maybe just being kind of angry or maybe just being kind of okay I'm going to go on the couch instead of the bed and just getting to a better feeling than where you're at and and finally getting to a place where okay now I can go for a walk oh maybe I can go to the gym because I'm feeling a little better and instead of just expecting yourself to be at perfection and, and life to be better going step by step to that and being um okay with where you're at I mean, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like feeling your feelings. You can't run away from it. If you run, you can. You can absolutely run away from it. They don't go anywhere. You Eventually, you have to face it or really bad things happen. And what Vicky was, all of what she was just saying is that, yeah, it's it, sometimes it's shitty and bad, but if you just stand your ground, do what you think is right, following your all of the tools that we've been giving with the principles or your golden rules, you can get through it. And that's the beauty of this program that we all work is that it gives us all of these resources. We have so many resources. And we're never alone. 
That's the, the, you know, that's the ticket. And I think for people that aren't in the program that are trying to um, improve their their natural, uh, if you have that natural thing that goes to negative, talk to somebody, share it with a friend, surround yourself with people that also are trying to live in a way that is um, bettering yourselves. And I feel like the NPR lady people. I am <laughs> just saying, just talk to somebody, you know, just share. But but seriously, it is a way out of your own ego and your own loneliness. And when you get there, that it's that loud voice that we talk about instead of the quiet voice, that quiet inner knowing that we have when we're in faith or when we're in those rooms and people are helping us. It's usually more quiet and calm and loving instead of loud and mean and jerky. Yeah, and they lose that power. Once you voice them, once you put them out into the universe, they lose that power over you. They, they, that stranglehold is loosened or gone completely. I mean, that's that, that part of us um, where we share all of our transgressions with someone. You know, we write them down, we share them with our higher power, and then we talk to a person about them. That the freedom that you feel, that I felt personally, from letting, letting go of that power that it had over me, because once you speak it, once you write it, and then you speak it, it lets go. And that's why we continue to do it. Yeah. That's why, and then more mucks up, more gets, mm-hmm. more gunk happens, and then you do it again. You clean, clean it out again. Clean it up again. And so, like, perseverance, in one word, is just, like, the first word of that step, continuing. Yeah. Just continuing. As Vicki always says, relentless forward motion, mm-hmm. even if it's a step or a baby step, or you went from laying down to sitting up. You know, any action, any any tiny little thing instead yeah. of regressing, you know, because right. I think of the opposite of perseverance to be like stagnant or sure. just, you know, and then when you're stagnant, you eventually regress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and then you do that with rigorous honesty, getting right with yourself and getting right with God. Yeah. Well, and that's where it's that's where it's so hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easier to just veg out. And that's what we used to. So. So yeah. that's where we have to be vigilant and not going to our personal, like mine used to be shopping. I knew when I was going shop, I was going to Walgreens and spending 60 bucks on on sale makeup or vitamins or things that I already had 10 of at home. And I knew I was trying to veg out of my feelings. So being vigilant for me is being aware of when I'm in, still in my disease, but in other ways that are less intense than drinking or smoking. I wrote that down, Vicki. Yeah, I wrote cleaning your side of the street, also keeping your head clear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's work. It is work, but it's uh, the results <laughs> are astonishing. They are I mean, astonishing. they really are. <laughs> and, you know, even if you're not in the program of recovery, I feel like living your life in a ha- healthy, happy, productive way, we're all recovering to something. Um, recover- Martin John. Thank you, Martin John. We are recovering to something. And we're doing that by um, being honest and, and this perseverance and vigilance. I, I think that's a journey that um, humans aspire to, to be happy and peaceful and serene. And, you know, you, you, happy is not always my goal. My goal is to learn and to grow. And I always say happy is the byproduct of those things because it's it just makes sense that if you're in a good place with your soul and with your mind and your body, you're going to be happy. But you can only do that by action, by doing this work. 
Well, there, it's funny. I was doing one of my readings recently, and they said happiness is a byproduct of external things, but joy, true joy, is an inside thing. And I'll I'll get that um, quote for you, Lynn, because it's yeah. a really good. Uh, it's a really good. It was one of the readings from that Iana Van Zandt mm-hmm. um, until today, and it was about true joy. The, there's a difference. When you feel joyful, you don't know where it comes from. It just comes. Mm-hmm. But when you feel happy, it's usually, you know, happiness is, is good. I feel happy in this situation. I can't explain it the way she did, but it, it's a beautiful thought. Yeah. It is, it's a beautiful thing, and this work is beautiful work. Because we are our souls, you know what what our vessel is nestling. Um, yeah, is our, our souls soul. nestling in a vessel or something yeah. like that. We're gonna nestle. I just like the word nestle. I do too. <laughs> vessel is nestling. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and yeah, and the way we keep our soul um, true to ourselves and our mission. I think of it as my mission. My mission in life is to be the best person that I can be and to help others and. You know, all that good stuff. And when we struggle, it's okay to struggle because eventually we're going to surrender. Eventually mm-hmm. we're going to stop struggling. And when we surrender, that's when we can allow this stuff to flow into our lives and yeah. and let it back in. And, you know, so I guess when I'm struggling, I know I'm struggling and I'm, and I, and I say, I want to, I want to stop struggling, but I'm still struggling and I'm still holding on. But then when I do have that moment of like, okay, Vic, do something different. Change a thought, move a muscle. Yep. Whatever yep. it is. Yep. All these things that they tell us in the rooms that help us get there. Gets it. It gets it gets it done. Get her done. Get her done, baby. Yeah. My one of my little favorite little acronyms is G-I-T, get it together. <laughs> G-I-T. G-I-T. Well, my word for the year was do, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do. Mine's Get forward. it together and do it. Yeah. Action. And that was pretty that was like spurred on by the fact that my inaction from last year, you know, was the was my downfall. Got gotcha you know? in a pickle. Yeah. I wasn't vigilant and then I wasn't feeling good and then I wasn't taking any action that I, would make me feel better. So yeah, I struggled and mm-hmm. I held on and I I, I held on to the struggle instead of letting go and, and doing something different. And it's funny cause your mind knows better. And that's another thing about perseverance and vigilance is like your mind can know one thing, but if you aren't doing something, it, it doesn't matter. You can't just like know that you're going into dangerous situations and then not change that. Um, your mind can be as strong as it wants to be, but I don't know. It doesn't well, it's denial. It's, it's denial. denial. A yeah. lot of denial. Mm-hmm. That's why self-acceptance is so important and accepting where you are or understanding or, or getting clear. Didn't we talk about clarity at the beginning? Yeah. You know, getting clear on what you're thinking, you know, writing, reading, meditating, getting quiet and letting letting yourself understand what's actually happening in you know, because because your brain can take over the, that ego, those insecurities, all that stuff can take over, and it and it knows how to drive. That's why it says um, put your diseases in the back seat, kicking and screaming. And I always picture little Vicky there kicking the back of my seat. Come on, Vicky! Come on, Vicky! You're not doing this right. You're not doing this right. And mm-hmm. and you know, I gotta say, honey bunches of oats. Take a chill pill, and I'm gonna. I'm driving because I know better right. when I'm living in these principles. I can drive better when I'm living in these principles rather than when I'm my, you know, ten year old, thirteen year old bratty self. Exactly. 
Yeah, you can you can be here and you can ride, but you don't get to say anything and you don't definitely don't get to drive. <laughs> but when you get to the store, make sure you knock down that mannequin. <laughs> no, see, I was told keep your hands to yourself. You break it, you buy it. So I was in a we had to put our hands in our pockets when grandma would take us antiquing with her. Oh yeah. Whoa. Yeah. No, that sounds brave. Your grandma was yeah. brave. She, she was she's a tough German broad. She wasn't taking shit from anybody. And when she told us to put our hands in our pockets, our hands went in our pockets. So <laughs> well, I think we should talk about our golden nuggets. This has been a golden nuggety episode, oh, wow. I feel we, like. We were I feel like I've got an 11, 11 piece golden <laughs> McNugget. <laughs> got so many. A family size. So many nuggers. <laughs> well, go ahead. Give them, give, give them up. Nestle her. Nestle, so, nestle right in there, Brie. Well, mine was actually one one thing that you just said, Vicky, not that long ago, was about the denial. I didn't even think about that. My denial started denial started to come in, and that sh- like shadowed my vigilance. Like it really was that backseat Brie kicking and screaming, and um, the and the voice just got louder and louder, and the kicking got harder and harder, and uh. Yeah, denial did creep back in because you can be in acceptance one day and then not at the same level of of acceptance the next day. I truly believe that. And your level of acceptance will decrease with with your vigilance, too. You know, like they go hand in hand. It's like it's like a it's like a circle, Mm -hmm. uh, a cycle. Anyways, that, that was my golden nuggets is don't let, you know, denial, denial as a piece of the vigilance component. Thank you, Bree. I agree. Well, I had a couple, um, and I, I know Vicky and I both said our soul is nestled in the vessel. Um, God, that it was just so profound. Thank you. So cute. And when I was talking about how I look at my principles, they are like my Ten Commandments or my Golden Rules, and the the principles bind us together as a group that that we that we can help each other with that because of the principles. And then another part um, that Vicki said was a checklist is a good way to do our inventory on how we're working our program. And that kind of keeps us in check mm-hmm. with that checklist. Yeah, having someone to be accountable to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the we of the program, this reminds me of the we. Yeah. And the, the quote you said about happiness is things you get from the outside. Joy is what you have on the inside. Huge. Yeah, I, I really loved the Pirates Code. You know, uh, I love to surround myself with other pirates in this program, right? We are trying to steal all the good stuff that we can so that our bad side doesn't win. You know, I feel like it's constantly um, this inner battle of making sure that my vanity, my insecurity, my want for uh, release of all this pain that Mm -hmm. sometimes crops up. I don't have to do it alone, and I have a bunch of pirates with me that are going to help me and and be there for me, and some are going to be on the island, and some are going to be in the ship, but if I'm alone, then I got nobody, and and, and I have little bratty Vicky to, to come home to. So I like also what you said about getting back on track is continue continued effort despite difficulties and setbacks, and it's it's just we can always get back on track. I remember... At the beginning, they said you could start your day over at any time. Mm -hmm. And I remember my kids when we were young packs, I always drive them to school and you know, he has he has a hard time getting up in the morning, and mornings were always very dramatic at times. And I just we would be in the car, and I would say, "Hey, we can start our day over. Let's just do it." And 
and it's just um, a tool of the program. Nothing is original here. No. But it works. Mm-hmm. Love it. Loving it. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, and I want to tell everybody about something really cool we have going on. We're doing, if you're local in the Chicagoland area, this coming up Sunday, the 19th, we have a workshop on communication, and we are using the Myers-Briggs test toolkit knowledge to really help you understand how you communicate, how to communicate with others. Uh, We have a code for you. It's T-O-O podcast, telling on ourselves, T-O-O podcast five. So if you do that, you'll get $5 off. It's going to be a wonderful day from two to five. All the information will be in a link. You can link to it in the show notes. And we're really excited. Hopefully we see some of you there. And it'll just be another time to get some good tools to live a better to better yourself yeah who mm-hmm. is the we that's doing this chelsea our lovely producer she is she's actually really fancy yeah, she, she has is. some she has some letters behind her name so she has lots of letters <laughs> behind her name she's so she's certified she's so smart <laughs> she's so certified she is certified <laughs> so she really will um she's going to guide us to some some really interesting things it's going to be a lot of activities actually we're all doing so hope to see you there move a muscle change of thoughts yeah Thanks, guys. Thanks. Keep on trucking. Drive out. Thank you so much for listening to Telling on Ourselves. You can please rate, review, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast platforms. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook or Instagram at Telling on Ourselves.